I want to talk about our opponent. They're bigger, faster, stronger, more experienced, and on paper, they're just better, and they know it too. But I want to tell you something that they don't know. They don't know your heart. Patchwork Heart Ministry presents Young Catholics Respond, a challenge for young people to stand up for the Catholic faith and confound the world with radical hope. Now, here's your host, Bill Snyder. Hey everybody, and welcome to this episode of Young Catholics Respond. I am Bill Snyder. It is wonderful to be with you today. Thank you so very much for joining us here on Patchwork Heart Radio and listening no matter how you're doing so. And yeah, it has been quite some time since we have done an episode of Young Catholics Respond. We've been doing a lot of different shows, uh, Sowing Hope and Journeys in Faith on our podcast network. But um, it's good to be here on Young Catholics Respond. This was the first show that Patchwork Art Radio began to air. Um, and even though it has been, been getting a little bit uh, challenging to continue doing the show on a regular weekly basis, I love it when I have time to be able to use Young Catholics Respond as a uh, platform to share the faith. And so we are in the middle of Holy Week right now, and I, I just wanted to share some thoughts with you. I've been doing a lot of reflection on some things that I've been seeing come through um, social media. And, you know, I'm one of those people who does not heavily use social media. I'm, I'm not on Facebook um, for my own personal enjoyment, really. I really just use it for ministry purposes. Um, and because of that, I try not to go off of it during Lent. Uh, so I get a chance to see some of the things coming in. I well know that many people do not use Facebook during Lent, and um, that's that's all good and well. And uh, you know, especially if it's one of those tools that you're constantly finding yourself sucked into, and all the negativity and hate and all that you know stuff that comes along with social media uh, these days. So I certainly don't blame you if you're staying off of it. But um, I I found a very interesting quote on Facebook this week, um, on actually on Palm Sunday, just a few days ago here, and it was saying this, how does the thief on the cross fit into your theology? No baptism, no communion, no confirmation, no speaking in tongues, no mission trip, no volunteerism, no church clothes. He couldn't even bend his knees to pray. He didn't say the sinner's prayer, and among other things, he was a thief. Jesus didn't take away his pain, heal his body, or smite the scoffers. Yet it was a thief who walked into heaven the same hour as Jesus, simply by believing. He had nothing more to offer than his belief that Jesus was who he says he was. No spin from brilliant theologians, no ego or arrogance. No shiny lights, skinny jeans, or crafty words. No haze machines, donuts, or coffee at the entrance. Just a naked, dying man on a cross, unable to even fold his hands to pray. Wow, what a quote, right? Just an incredible, beautiful quote. And unfortunately, there was no attribution for this. I wish... I knew the person who composed it because 
Wow. So deep. On, on today's episode, I just want to go through it, especially at this time of Holy Week, right? Um, I, I come at life from a perspective of running a nonprofit ministry. And one of the biggest things that I do is I interface with so many different people, ministries, organizations, you name it, right? I, I, I talk with a lot of different people about the faith, and I produce different media and stuff like that. So I come at life through that lens. And oftentimes in nonprofit management, in business, we try to funnel people into a certain area of ministry right? Are you a consumer of our podcasts? Are you connecting with us on social media? Are you somebody who's helping us produce media? Are you partnering with us to produce good Catholic media? We funnel people into these different boxes. And there's some necessity to that in order to have a successful ministry or a successful business. There is definitely, though, at the same time, a danger to that. And we can see that in this particular quote, right? It begins very interestingly. By saying no baptism, no communion, no confirmation, no speaking in tongues, no mission trips, no volunteerism, no church clothes. The thief on the cross did none of that. And then you think about even posture, right? Well, shouldn't we have to bow or kneel in prayer? thief couldn't do that. He was hung on a cross. And then it shifts focus a little bit. It says, Jesus didn't take away his pain, heal his body, or smite the scoffers. Yet he walked into heaven at the same hour as Jesus by simply believing. I often say as part of this ministry on many podcasts and in different arenas that God's healing power doesn't always have to happen supernaturally. God's healing power is present to us in the lives of those people who we come into contact with. I am 100% certain that Dr. Joseph Durrani, my open heart surgeon for my most recent open heart surgery in 2013, was not only 
part of God's plan. He was not only part of God's plan in my life. He was acting on God's behalf with his knowledge and his skill to heal my heart. Like, it's that simple, folks. No, Jesus doesn't always wipe away the pain. Or even silence those people who are making fun of us. Right? Those people saying, ha, yeah. Are you crazy, dude? You're hanging up there with Jesus, next to Jesus on a cross. Why doesn't he just save you instead? Why doesn't he just take you down instead? But the power of the thief, the power of this thief, to believe is ultimately what saved him. And he couldn't do anything else. It was impossible for him to do anything else. Now some might say, oh, that's a jailhouse conversion, right? But we don't judge the heart. Only God does. Only God judges the heart. And here is a perfect instance of that because Jesus, dying right next to this criminal, right next to this thief on the cross, saw his heart. He saw his purity of his intention. And it was real and it was good. And it wasn't just some empty words being spoken. No, it was something much more beautiful. It was true, authentic belief in Christ. True, authentic belief in Jesus. And that even Christ, looking the way he looked, <laughs> hanging on his final breaths of his earthly life, he believed that Jesus could still do something to save him. And Christ seeing that purity of his belief and intention told him, I tell you this day you will be with me in paradise. We get to walk hand in hand into the kingdom of God. Together. <laughs> Can you imagine that? My, my mind this week reading that meditated on it. I've been thinking about it. 
And can you imagine the beauty of heaven? I, I, I can't comprehend it. But all I saw was this image of Jesus and this thief. I believe St. Dismas, right? That's the thief's name in our Catholic tradition. Strolling into this brand new, sparkling heaven. Almost like walking into your brand new home that has nothing in it for the first time. No human had access to heaven prior to Christ's death on the cross. Can you imagine being St. Dismas, walking with Jesus into this empty house, and this beautiful, gorgeous, brand new, empty house, And Jesus saying, man, I can't wait to fill this thing up. I can't wait to have this place full. And all the other saints, all the other holy men and women that had waited to cross over that threshold, coming in like folks that's where my brain went this week reading this and I want to focus on the second half of this quote when we come back from this very short break here on Young Catholics Response so we're just going to take a short break we'll be right back after these messages stay tuned Young Catholics Respond, brought to you by Breadbox Media, will return after these messages. Stay tuned. Today, many students go to college with numerous questions about their faith, yearning to know if the seed planted in them as a child is both true and practical. Using the miracle on the road to Emmaus as a model, young adult ministers conversed weekly for three months with college students about the most pressing questions they had about the Catholic faith. As they journeyed together virtually, something amazing happened. Doubts disappeared, fears faded, and Jesus revealed that he is still alive. Hearts Burning Within Us, the latest book from Patchwork Heart Ministry, is a result of that grace-infused conversation. It is the perfect back-to-school gift for recent high school graduates and current college students. Get your copy for them today at patchworkheart.org or by calling 424-704-3278. That's 424-704-3278. The Shroud of Turin is one of the most researched and studied relics in church history and profoundly impacts many who encounter its mystery. As a person of faith, looking at it through the eyes of faith, um, I don't think it can help but, uh, but touch your heart. Something that we can look on, not only to bolster our faith in those moments of weakness, but also to deepen our faith and our appreciation, our intimacy with Christ. Join Fiat Ministry Network 
and Patchwork Heart Ministry as they examine the science of the Shroud through the lens of faith. Really interesting scientific information that I, we didn't know about, uh, like the pollen from all the different regions of the world. That's all, as the shroud traveled around, it picked that up. Some of the mites, uh, things like that was really interesting to me. I mean, this made you really want to believe it a lot more. It's impressive. Like, humanly, I don't think, like, that is another level of love. It's not a... a, a and she was like, oh, I love you, I'll give you a chocolate. No, I'm giving you more than my life. I'm giving you my suffering. Asking both experts and disciples, who do you say I am? Um, as far as who the man of the shroud is, I, as a, as a person of faith and kind of reviewing the evidence there, it, it seems that a convincing argument can be made that it's, it's Jesus of Nazareth. Visit patchworkheart.org shroud to learn more and get exclusive behind-the-scenes updates for your support. Patchwork Heart Ministry is committed to sowing hope into broken hearts by helping young people encounter the love of Jesus Christ and His Catholic Church through prayer, storytelling, and media initiatives. We invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this mission financially. Mail your tax-deductible donation to Patchwork Heart Ministry at P.O. Box 563 Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, zip code 53147, or visit patchworkheart.org to donate online. That's Patchwork Heart Ministry, P.O. Box 563 Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, 53147, or online at patchworkheart.org. What's the S stand for? It's not an S. On my world, it means hope. Welcome back to Young Catholics Respond. Once again, Bill Snyder. Hey everybody, welcome back to this episode of Young Catholics Respond. I am Bill Snyder. It's great to be with you and thank you uh, so much for tuning in and listening today to our special Holy Week episode of Young Catholics Respond. I'm really uh blessed to be able to be with you on a podcast, as I mentioned at the beginning of the program, that uh, it's getting increasingly more and more difficult to do this podcast on a regular basis, um, just because I am a stay-at-home dad and uh, taking care of my little guy, um, who is 11 months old. So um, it is a, uh, a daily grind um, to, <laughs> to keep up with him. Um, and uh, all of his needs, and so this podcast in particular has uh, kind of fallen off of its regular uh, weekly schedule, although we still have plenty of other good, wonderful media on our website, uh, patchworkheartradio.org. You can go over and check it out. We have uh, weekly programs called Sewing Hope, Journeys in Faith. Uh, we've got a lot of really cool, good programming, but uh, this one particular program, Young Catholics Respond, is... Uh, my solo program, um, and it's often the one that I um, let go um, on my dad's schedule. <laughs> but um, anyway, I'm glad to be here, and I'm glad to be with you during this Holy Week. Um, in the first half of the program, we were talking about this beautiful reflection on the thief, the good thief, St. Dismas, um, 
He goes by many names, I guess. But we were talking about this uh, beautiful quote that I saw on Facebook uh, the other day. And again, um, you can go back and rewind the program here on the podcast to hear the full quote. But I want to unpack the second half of the quote in this part of the podcast, in the second half of the podcast, because, you know, there's so much um, beauty. There's so much beauty um, in reflecting on this um, part of the gospel and the relationship that St. Dismas had with Jesus, albeit the briefest encounter, um, a pain-filled encounter. Um, I'll pick up a little bit in the middle of a quote here just to give it some context and then finish it off again. It says this, Yet it was a thief who walked into heaven the same hour as Jesus, simply by believing. He had nothing more to offer other than his belief that Jesus was who he says he was. No spin from brilliant theologians, no ego or arrogance, no shiny lights, skinny jeans or crafty words, no haze machines, donuts or coffee at the entrance. Just a naked, dying man on a cross, unable to even fold his hands to pray. And you know, um, again, I want to focus on the second half of that um, quote because this, um, this really can impact us. He had nothing more to offer than his belief that Jesus was who he says he was. At the end of your life, when truly nothing else matters, nothing else matters. Can you have the faith? Will you have the faith? And belief like St. Dismas did. When it's all stripped away, you know, every possession of the world and every other relationship, even your marital relationships, right? They end. Death do us part, right? Like that's in our wedding vows. They end. It's over. But... Will you put all of your belief in the one relationship that is eternal? I think that is such a powerful witness of St. Dismas, of the good thief. It goes on. No spin from brilliant theologians, no ego or arrogance, no shiny lights, skinny jeans, or crafty words. Even what I'm saying right now will pass away. My words will pass away. Okay, they might be recorded. You can play them back.
no ego, no arrogance, no spin from brilliant theologians. You know, all of the all of the research I I, I sit there and I look at that and I go, you know, all of the research, all of the study that I have put into theology in college with my bachelor's degree in theology and working in ministry this whole time, basically since college. I've been in formal ministry. You know, almost none of that matters. Yeah, sure, you know, bringing people closer to their faith is important and evangelizing is important. But if I'm not evangelizing with my life first and foremost, then all the spin that I put on it, all the fun and games that I put into it, all the podcasts and technology that I put into it, all of that stuff doesn't matter. And that shakes me to the core. I hope it shakes you to the core. I hope it shakes you and helps you realize that no matter what spin you hear on Facebook from theologians, no matter what quote resonates with you or doesn't resonate with you, what your particular spirituality is or what it isn't, it, it doesn't matter. You know, like we can divide ourselves up as Franciscans and Cap Capuchin Franciscans and we can divide ourselves up even further and say we're Benedictines or um, I subscribe to this theology, the Jesuit line of theology. I describe, I, I do this, I do that. And this is my church and that's your church. When you're hanging on a cross naked next to Jesus, dying, dying and drawing your last breath and people are ridiculing you None of that matters. There's one thing that matters, and it's do you have complete abandon, complete trust in Jesus to say, I believe in you, and despite everything that I've done wrong in my entire life, everything that I've done wrong, all my sins, all my shortcomings, all my failings, that you can't erase, you can't go back and say, I'm sorry to those people. Can you at that moment, in your weakness, put your faith and your trust completely in Jesus? Can you do it like St. Dismas? You know, I, I find it funny, right? I find it funny. I've chuckled, right, at these lines. No shiny lights, skinny jeans or crafty words, no haze machines or donuts or coffee at the entrance. You know, I've used all of that in my ministry. Maybe save the, the skinny jeans. But I have used fog machines. I've purchased coffee and donuts for the entrance of ministry events and Catholic ministry events. And at times I've had an ego and I've been arrogant in ministry. 
I thought, man, if I just do it this way and if people just listen to me, it'll matter. No. You see, this struck me really to the core, and that's the reason why I wanted to share it with you today. That's the reason why I wanted to bring it to you during this Holy Week. <laughs> I, I hope that you have an opportunity like I did, even if it is for a few hours. Today in the silence, to reflect on this quote. I'll put it in the show notes of the podcast. I'll type it in the show notes of the podcast. That way you can read it. Um, but, you know, reflect on it. Turn on some meditative music and put yourself back at Calvary. Put yourself right back there. And put yourself in the shoes of St. Dismas. Put yourself in the shoes of the good thief. That's my prayer that you will reflect on this during the Triduum, during this beautiful season, during this Holy Week. And I think it will help you step into Easter with a renewed vision, with a renewed passion for Jesus. You know, that is what makes the most dangerous saints. Don't you want to be a dangerous saint? <laughs> I know I do. I know I want to be a dangerous saint. Someone who is recklessly running for the kingdom of God. Because what that means is that we disregard ourselves. We don't care about ourselves anymore. We care only about the other. And we're able to put horse blinders on and truly focus on the goal. Focus on the finish line. You know, I remember my very first night in ministry when a gentleman told me. He said, Remember, Your number one goal is to get to heaven, and the second one is to bring as many people as possible with you. So, as we wind it down this podcast, I'm hoping and praying for you, your families, during this sacred season, during this holy triduum. I'm praying that you come closer to your faith and that you become a dangerous saint one that is focused on bringing the kingdom of God to earth in a radical way, serving your neighbor with a passion and purpose. That's what I'm praying for. And I'm hoping that you grow spiritually and step into the new life that God is promising you by becoming a dangerous saint. Folks, thank you so much for listening. And I hope that you have the opportunity to visit our website, subscribe to all of our 
different podcasts. It doesn't really matter in the end. <laughs> it doesn't, I promise. I'm not out there trying to get subscribers right now. It doesn't matter. Whether you subscribe or not. It'd be nice if you did, though. Um, if you like this content, we hope that we're able to throw more your way. So when you click that subscribe button, uh, it just enables you to get those notifications and, uh, and whatnot uh, that we got new content up for you. But I thank you so much for tuning in. May you have a blessed and uh, joyous Easter season as we step across the threshold uh, from death into new life, folks. May God bless you, your families, and keep beating to that Catholic heart. Young Catholics Respond is a production of Patchwork Heart Ministry. For more information about this and all our media programs, visit patchworkheartradio.org. To learn how you can support our ministry or become a sponsor, visit patchworkheart.org.